0: You're listening to the Option Alpha podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Dupluses. Hey
1: everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered online and in iTunes, because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you guys make smarter trades. So again, thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, we are gonna be talking about how you can convert some of these undefined risk or unlimited risk trades into option strategies that you can use in your IRA account or if you're trading a small account and you need some alternatives that are a little bit better at controlling risk, And managing a position, that's what we're going to go over here today. So again, show number 132, all of the show notes can always be found at optionalpha.com slash show 132. Again, that's just number 132, optionalpha.com slash show 132. So today we're going to be going over four different alternative trades. And the reason that we're going over four is because there's really only four types of strategies that end up creating what's called an unlimited risk type of option strategy. And I don't even like to use the word unlimited risk because I think it's I think it's misleading. I think it, you know, kind of frightens people when it really shouldn't. But these are naked positions that you're trading, short puts, short calls, short straddles and short strangles. And what a lot of people would lead you to believe is that these positions take on a massive amount of risk and they always have these huge losses. And while you could have a big loss in some of these for sure, it's not always the case. In fact, it rarely happens. And when you control position size and you don't get too aggressive with the contracts that you're selling or how many contracts you're selling based on your account size, it always is a good way to control risk as well and it leads to not ever unlimited risk opportunities. So I think it's a little bit misleading like I said and we talked about this before in other podcasts but it's worth mentioning again. So what I want to do is go through these four types of trades and then offer up the alternative how you can convert that. Now, why would you want to convert any of these trades? Well, one, you just might not want to trade unlimited risk strategies as you're getting started and I get that and I think that that's totally great if you're a beginner or if you're new to options trading and you don't want to do a naked position, great. Turn them into these alternative, these synthetic positions basically and do something different. The other way that you'd want to do this or the reason you want to do it is if you are trading in an IRA or a retirement account. So in many of these IRAs and retirement accounts, you're not able to trade undefined risk position, which means that you have to be doing some sort of spread. You have to be buying and selling options if you're going to be taking in a net credit. So in that case, I want to make sure that you guys have an opportunity to look at both sides of this. Now, as part of our membership in the pro and elite level, anytime that we do one of these trades, we'll always let people know when we send out the alert if there's an alternative trade for an IRA account. So Oftentimes people ask me, they say, Kirk, well, what if I can't do all the short strangles and straddles that you do? Well, we often will send out and add into the trade commentary, hey, if you're trading in an IRA, you want to also, you know, do X, Y, and Z, right? Also purchase this and purchase this to create a risk-defined position. So we'll never leave you hanging, but I think this is good to kind of teach you how to fish and teach you how to do it for yourself. So, the first one that we're gonna go over is a short put option strategy. So, a short put option strategy is nothing more than just selling a naked put option, usually below where the market is trading. Now, the easy way to convert this over is just to buy a put option at a lower strike. So, let's say the stock is trading at $100, you might sell the 95 strike put options. Well, you could then buy the 94 strike put options which are just a little bit lower and therefore create what's called a put credit spread or a bull put spread. I know that the terminology gets thrown around all the time, but in either case it's the same thing. So a put credit spread or a bull put spread, but it converts the short put into a risk defined credit spread. Now, in all of these cases, what you have to understand about converting things over to a risk defined counterpart or alternative trade. Is that when you convert it over, you're giving up premium to give up or to gain potential risk cap capping of your position. So let's say you sold that short 95 put option for hundred dollars, and you bought the 94 put option for eighty dollars. So now the difference between that spread is just twenty dollars that you still captured. Now you're still an option seller. In my book and everyone else's book, you're still net short options. Because you took in a premium, but in order for you to get the benefit of having a defined risk position or a capped risk position, you had to give up some of your premium. So you had to take eighty dollars out of your hundred dollar initial credit on the ninety five short put, and you had to use eighty dollars to buy that ninety four put option at a lower strike price, right? And so that creates this spread effect in trading. So that's the first one, so short put can be converted into a put credit spread. The second one is a short call option, so a short call option everyone always says is the most crazy position. Why would people do it? and you know there's all sorts of myths we can debunk, and I think we even did in like some of the early teen episodes of the podcast that we did, like some of our first episodes, we kind of debunked the myths around short calls, but if you're trading a short call option or if you want to trade a short call, then all you need to do is do the same thing just in the opposite side as we did with the short put option. So, If we have a stock that's trading at $100, we might sell a 105 call option, and then if you wanted to create an alternative or risk defined trade, all you would do is have to buy an option contract, a call option at a strike price higher than the one you sold. So if we sold the 105 call, you would buy the 107 call or buy the 106 call option. And again, same thing applies as does the put side. So when you buy that contract, you have to pay some premium. You so you give up some of the premium that you took in on the short 105 call, but in exchange for taking in less money and potentially making less money on the trade, you're capping your risk. You're defining your risk and so if the stock goes wildly higher, you don't have a situation where you go into theoretically unlimited risk for the position. Now in both of these cases, and it's important to mention here for both the short put and the short call, the wider that you make your spread, so the wider the difference between the option contract you sell and the option contract you buy, the more Margin you have to put up for that trade, but the more capital and net premium you're going to collect. Remember, options contracts, the further you get out of the money and the further you get away from where the stock is trading, become less and less expensive. So, more cheap, really. And so, when you make these spreads really wide, so say you sell an option at 105 and buy one at 115, so a $10 wide spread. Well, in that case, you're probably going to take in about the same premium as if you would do just the short call option. So it's ultimately your choice as to how wide you want to make your spread, how big your account is, how much capital you can put up at risk for that particular trade. The wider the spread, the more that it's going to mimic the short option contracts or the synthetic option contracts. And The higher premium you're going to take in, but you're going to have to put up a little bit more in margin. I think ultimately it depends on the market situation as to how wide you should go. This is when, you know, like I go in and run tests and back tests and run optimizations. Our optimizing software will tell you how wide you need to go in any particular market environment. So if you're 60 days out versus 50 days out and you run an optimization, it might say, hey, because we're 60 days out and implied volatility is here, you need to make your spreads, you know, X wide, you know, $3 wide, $5 wide, $10, $15 wide to create the optimal environment for making money with this strategy. And what's cool is that we also built into the trade optimizer the ability to just filter for IRA and retirement accounts so you can run analyses and say, "Hey, look, Find me the best strategy knowing that I'm trading in an IRA account or knowing that I'm trading in a retirement account. And you can also filter for just regular margin if you want to, too. So we have these kind of like pre built in tools for you guys that kind of streamline this process a little bit more. But again, I'm just trying to go over the basics. So, again, the first two were short put options converting into put credit spreads. The second one was a short call option converting into a call credit spread or a bear call spread. Number three is taking a short strangle and now converting it into an iron condor. Now the reason I started with the first two is because those are the building blocks for what we're going to do with the last two which is short strangles and short straddles. So With a short strangle where you're selling options on both sides of the market, so you're selling a call option and a put option, all you want to do to convert that into an iron condor is do the same thing we did in number one and number two and that's buy options even further out than where you are selling options. So again, to use our example, if the stock is trading $100, we might sell the 95 put option and sell the 105 call option. And then, to convert this into an iron condor, we might buy the 94 put option and buy the 106 call option. So in both cases, we're buying option contracts just $1 further out than our short strikes or our inside legs. And that again converts this undefined risk position into its defined risk counterpart or its defined risk synthetic position. The same thing can be said about number four. So number four is a short straddle. So short straddle is just where you're selling options, the exact same contract on both sides. So you're selling, in this case, if our is trading $100, you're selling the 100 strike put, the 100 strike call. You take in a pretty big massive credit to do this. And now you want to buy options even further out again. So it's the same concept as iron condors. But in this case with an iron butterfly, you probably want to go a little bit further out because... You're taking in a big credit anyway, so your break even points are a little bit further out from where your short strikes are. So if the stock's trading at $100, again, we would sell the 100 strike put, the 100 strike call, and then we might go ahead and buy the 108 call option and buy the 92 put option. We'd go just maybe a little bit further out just to make this iron butterfly really wide and capture a big potential profit range. But in all of these cases, hopefully you've seen, and that doesn't take too long to go through. So, I'm really like really walking through the steps here on this podcast. But in any of these cases, you can see it's the same basic mentality around all of these. And that is just to buy options at strike prices further out than your inside or short legs. And when you do that, you create a risk-defined situation or a risk-defined scenario. Again, the wider you make these spreads, the further you buy options out, the cheaper they become. So you take in more net credit for your position, which potentially means more capital, a little bit higher win rates, but you sacrifice maybe putting up a little bit of margin in advance for doing that. So if a regular position might hold say $100 of margin, you start going wider and wider and wider, now you're starting to creep up $200, three, four, $500 of margin that you have to put up. Now again, that's not necessarily to mean you're gonna lose that every single time that you lose, but that's how much money you have to put up to hold the position on. So hopefully this helps out. I know that a lot of people email questions about this. We get a lot of members who sign up that have Both types of accounts, they have margin accounts and or IRA accounts and so this comes up a lot is how do I convert these things over. Now again, we'll go through in the closing bell segment here today, a new trade that we got into in SLV and also show you guys how we're doing it and uh, how we're suggesting this straddle trade to be converted into an iron butterfly. But before we do that, let's get into the trader Q&A segment.
0: And now our favorite part of the show, Trader Q&A, where we ask a question from one of our current members about options trading. Got a question you'd like to ask Kirk to answer live on the air? Just head on over to optionalpha.com forward slash ask and hit the record button to leave a message. That's optionalpha.com forward slash ask. And now, here's today's question. Hi Kirk, this is Steve Nickel from Calgary, Alberta. I was only introduced to options in January, and I found your site and your podcasts have been extremely helpful in learning about them. I still have a lot to learn, but my question today is about trading from Canada. We're not allowed to do spreads or uncovered calls and puts in our registered accounts, only long calls and covered positions. So what are your thoughts on buying in-the-money calls and puts? I'm thinking deep enough, say, a $5 premium to get a good delta, say about 60% plus. Now, obviously, for a call, I have to choose, you know, the right direction and a suitable strike price. An example that I'd like to throw at you is it be the June 141 call on IWM. It's 45 days to expiration and a small move in my favor makes me a profit without having to actually buy IWM. I'm also thinking I would probably have to sell it a week or so before expiration, but as a limited risk trade, I'd like to know your thoughts. Thanks very much.
1: All right, so Stephen, thank you so much for submitting the question as always. So again, just for clarification for a lot of people when it comes to Canadian accounts, and actually I just spent this morning and called up to a few Canadian brokers just to see kind of what the average was using like TD, direct, et cetera. And so to clarify on a lot of Canadian accounts, for registered accounts that you have up there, and I say up there, like it's always up there, but sometimes you guys might be south, you know, southern from uh, somebody in the States like, I guess Alaska, but anyways, for registered accounts, you can only ever have level two options trading, which I think is what Steven's talking about in this question, which means that you can only do covered calls and buy calls and buy puts. And I think it's totally bogus that you can do this, but unfortunately you can't do any spreads in that type of account. So you couldn't even buy a in the money call option and then sell a call option that's out of the money and create basically a synthetic cover call. It's not allowed. For margin accounts, you can do a lot more stuff based on, again, general option approval levels, uh, but they do have a lot of minimum requirements for things like spreads. You gotta have $5,000 for all naked options. It's 10,000, and then if you do index naked options, you gotta have 25,000 there. I think that's actually a good thing, honestly. So I think having requirements like that for naked and index naked option positions is something that most US brokers actually should do, and they don't. So anyways, that's my two cents. So with your question though, Stephen, as far as buying in the money call options 45 days out, I would say you probably wanna buy options a little bit further out than that. So if you are gonna be forced basically to buy call options and do covered calls, I would try to buy those options a little bit further out in time and try to minimize the impact of time decay and volatility. Remember, 45 days is actually a really good sweet spot for option selling, which means that for option buying, even if you're in the money, that's probably not gonna be the best time period. So you wanna go maybe a little bit further out, say 90 plus days and start buying call options at that point. So hopefully it helps out. And again, try to trade as many covered calls as you can and reduce cost basis. So as always, if you guys wanna get your question answered here on the podcast or on Facebook and The Daily Call, which we've already been doing, Every single day, please head on over to optionalpha.com slash ask and click the big red button in the middle of the screen and leave me a private voicemail. Again, there's no software to download or install, so you don't have to be nervous about it, and you can just simply click the big red button and leave me a voicemail, ask your question, and get on with your day. It's actually really incredibly easy. So before we go into the closing bell segment, again, I wanted to let you guys know about our special podcast freebie today, and that's our seven-step entry checklist. So again, it's completely free, and you can get it by going to optionalpha.com. Dot com slash seven steps. That's just the number seven and then S T E P S seven steps. Or by texting the word seven steps to the short code four four two two two. So again, you can just text seven S T E P S to the short code four four two two two, and then put in your email address, and then you will get a copy of that. So as always, hopefully this helps out, and let's get into the closing bell segment
0: now. The Closing Bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward.
1: All right, so in today's Closing Bell segment, I actually want to go over a trade that we're getting into here in SLV, which is a silver ETF. And in fact, we haven't actually traded it that much this year. We traded silver and gold and the like a lot towards uh, the middle half of uh, last year, 2017, and then just a little bit here in 2018. But right now, silver has come off of a really big, you know, move higher, and then it's totally reversed that move. So it was as low as about 15 and a quarter. Had a huge move up to about 16 and a half, and then has absolutely reversed that entire move. So to me, it looks really weak. But implied volatility is on the rise, and so we're going to start selling some options here in silver for the next contract month out, which is about 45 days. We're selling the straddle in this case with silver because at the 15 and a half strike, which is where we're selling these, option pricing isn't that great. And that's not that great, meaning it's not that high in a low-priced ETF like this. So as opposed to something like a Google or Netflix or even some of the higher priced ETFs like XLB or XLE, which are you know $50, $60, $70. SLV tends to be one of the lower priced ETFs and although I like to trade it, it's obviously not going to get a lot of my attention because it's just lower priced. So for that reason, it makes almost no sense to start selling options out of the money on SLV. There's just really no premium there to be had. So you almost have to come in and sell the at the money straddles pretty much anytime you trade silver and also XLF is another good example of this too, just low priced ETFs you're almost always better off liquidity wise and premium wise selling at the money strikes. So in our case we're selling the 15 and a half calls inputs so doing the at the money straddle and collecting about eighty dollars in premium. Now as I mentioned earlier in today's show, because this is an undefined risk trade, that means that some people won't be able to make this as is. But what you can do to cr- to create a synthetic version of this or to convert this into another type of trade, is to convert it into an iron butterfly by also buying options further out on either end. So in the trade alert that we sent out to our members just now, we said, hey, if you're an iron butterfly trader, you would also look to purchase the 14 puts. So again, below the put uh, below the strike price of the options that we're selling, and then the 17 calls, which are above the strike prices that we're selling, and that creates that risk defined iron butterfly position. Now in that case, you're gonna give up a little bit of premium, so we take in about $80 in credit, If you do the Iron Butterfly, you'll take in about $70 in credit. So it's not too much, but it could be the difference between a winning trade and a losing trade with that extra $0.10 of break even on a uh, lower-priced ETF like this. So hopefully that helps out though, but hopefully that's a good example and it just kind of happened to work out today that we're actually trading silver with the spike up in volatility. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus,
0: you can get everything... Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at OptionAlpha.com.
1: All right, so I truly hope you guys enjoyed today's show as always and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. You can always get additional resources, links mentioned in the show, and some related video training from today's show by going to OptionAlpha.com/slash show one. Again, that's just the number, 132, optionalfa.com slash show 132, and until next time, happy trading.